Did you enjoy it? Let's give them a hand. That's how we celebrate God and country. This is so meaningful. This is how we honor those who gave us this beautiful life. This beautiful land, the land of freedom and liberty. This is why also we gather around the 4th of July to enjoy what we have. I'd like to welcome you all today. And those who are watching us on the internet, those who are traveling some of our members, some of, of them are sick. We pray that we'll see them all very soon healthy amongst us. The United States of America is the greatest nation in the world. Amen. Do you agree with me? Every year I share with you. You know, from my accent, I wasn't born here. But I had the privilege to come here and see this beautiful country in 1968 with my family. And there is no country like this country. Those of you who were born here don't know the meaning of liberty. Don't know the meaning of free speech. Do not know what is to live and live in liberty and freedom. So enjoy what we have. But those who were born abroad and then came to this country, I believe we appreciate it more. It's no insult to you at all. Americans, pure Americans born here. But we need to appreciate this country more and more. And thanks to our almighty God, we have been preserved for many years. Leading the world in every area. We have grown in numbers, wealth, education, and power. This is the land that God has uniquely blessed. This is the land of freedom, liberty, and rich heritage. We are the richest nation on the face of this earth. America has a surplus of necessities of life and we still are exporting goods to the four corners of the world. America has a surplus in everything and is still the land of opportunity and people from every nation are coming to America to embrace our way of living. Truly, we are a blessed nation. And we are proud to be Americans. Aren't we? Blessed is the nation, the Bible says, whose God is the Lord. And this nation reached to that point here, to this point, because our God is the Lord of all. We are one nation under what? Under God. Not under anything else. And God is the true Lord and Savior. But a change has taken place. 
And a change is, as we speak today, is taking place. The way we grew and know our America, it is changing. And uh, I want to, to brief you a little bit and to remind you so we can take a, a strong position with regards to this country and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And every day that passes, if you notice with me, we see us as a nation embracing a new way of life that we use to abhor. Just looking around, we see evil that is ravaging the world, is knocking at our doors. Our society is in danger. I want to, I want to warn you this afternoon. Our society is in danger the threat of losing our loyalty and pure love for this country is slowly slipping away. Look around and you see hatred sweeping our nation against God and against our fellow human beings. Atheism, materialism, alcoholism and drugs are enemies of America and they have taken roots among us. Many fractions, or many factions, I'd rather say, are working against the family and the security of our land. And a vast number is against the moral code that is instituted by God, pushing for same-sex marriages, calling the Bible a book of history, and mocking at God Almighty by denying His sovereignty and eternal existence. They are calling to conform our society to the spirit of this age. Just, just look at the recent events that happened lately. And those atheists have erected a stone. Well, they can't erect anything else. They erected a stone that is going to be broken. And they have some words on it just across from the words that God has pronounced the Ten Commandments that are eternal and no one can blot them out of the minds and hearts of the Christian people. Almost every day we wake up to some evil introduced to our society. This wicked world has a mold of deceit and immorality and godliness, rebellion and violence that draws, draws our younger generation to embrace. Young people, just, I'm warning you, just listen to what God says in his holy book. And forget what the world is teaching you. The world is going to pass away. But the word of God shall remain forever. Amen. Many do not see any harm. That's the irony of it. Many do not see any harm. And do not even care. Our families are in peril. And raise that question themselves. And they say, what are we to do in the face of all this? And maybe 
Some of us, maybe more than some, said, what can we do at this stage? There is an evil tide that is sweeping our nation. You better know that. And we see the words of the apostle being fulfilled when he says, People in the last days will be treacherous, reckless, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Isn't it a description of our generation today? And they say the Bible was written for the old folks 4,000 years ago. Let me tell you one thing. Isn't the Bible so current and up to date today? That's the word of God shall remain forever. Then, what are we to do? Quickly, I don't want to keep you a long time. We need to do two things. The first one, we need to live Christianity. We need to live Christ. As Christians in a Christian country, I don't care what they describe it today. I stand before you to tell you, this is a Christian country. And we are going to keep it this way until the Lord comes. Amen? Amen. We have liberty. The privilege of the responsibility to live as true citizens and Christian patriots as never before. And we can still do it. We need to live and display Christian life. Too many people loving our God and loving our country is old-fashioned and out of date. And those who do not love this country ignore what is right and guess what? They emphasize what is wrong. And uh, we... We agree that we have some problems in America. Don't you agree with me? Because America is made of people. And was, guess what? And people are not perfect. We so far are in agreement, right? Okay. And the reason the world knows much about us, because we have a free press. Whether it's bad and whether it's good, we write them and the world, uh, the world says, oh, what's happening to the United States? No, on the contrary. Look what's happening in Europe. Look what's happening in the world. Godless countries are trying to make us as godless as they are. And by the grace of God, there are some people left in this country that they are godly and love the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to show the world who Jesus is. Christians, this is a call for each and every one of us. We have been lukewarm. We've been silent. One missionary from Africa once said that it was only when he was at home in the United States that he heard the statement, America is a Christian nation. Many of the founders of our country were Christians, regardless what they say. They were Christians. And they lived. And some of them died for their faith in Jesus Christ. 
They were never ashamed of their faith. There are many wonderful Christians still in our land today. And you're one of them. You're some of them. But we are far. I regret to say, we are far from living up to the title Christian Nation. We have been blessed with Christian principles. In fact, this nation was founded on God's principles. And our noble founders exercised their Christianity and were proud of it. So I call on each one of us today. We need to exercise our Christian faith. We are not a bunch of closet Christians. Allow me to say that. We should be openly Christian people. In other words, we must have a testimony of what the Lord Jesus Christ has done in our life. When we go out to our workplace, when we go out to the clubs, when we go out to the, our gathering outside, to our friends, we are not only simple patriots. That is good to be patriotic. We need to be. But first and foremost... We should be true believing Christians in Jesus Christ. Oh, many people ask you, I'm Christians. You notice that in the, during the uh, events, when you have sports events, they start, oh, this is Christian. This is not. The sign of cross, cross is good, but it's not Christianity. Christianity, when the sign is deep in your heart, the cross is there, and Jesus Christ is living in your life. We need living Christians. We don't need dead Christians. If you want to do something and change the course of our country, we need to live as true believers in Jesus Christ. We are called to stand. We have a foundation. We have to defend our values and principles that we are living by, regardless of the cost. You know, otherwise, if we continue living a lukewarm Christianity, a closet Christianity, we are going to sink. Do you know that? Christians wake up. And you know who wrote something about that? Abraham Lincoln once said, if we do not make a common cause to save the good old ship of the Union, it's America, on this voyage, nobody will have a chance to pilot her on another voyage. Let's start living as Christian people for the sake of our children. Otherwise, they will not be able to continue the voyage when we leave this scene. And I hope we will not leave this scene through the valley of death. I hope we will hear the sound of the trumpet and the sound of Jesus Christ calling us home, all those who are here. And if there's someone who is not sure that he is a saved person, a true Christian, a believer in Jesus Christ, this is my call today. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household.
as a nation under God, we have gone astray. And we need to return to our roots. We need to live a true Christian life. I emphasize on that every two minutes. We have changed, but God did not. We as a nation left him, but he did not. We need to come back and let us go back. Listen to what the Bible says. For I, the Lord, do not change. We have changed. The nation has changed. And he calls and says, return to me and I will return to you. We need, again, to live Christianity. Enough outside. Enough a show. Christians, church, guests, we need to live Christianity. We need to practice what we believe. And we need to practice what we preach. Me first. Are we ready to do that? This is what this country is needed. This is what each and every person is needed. We need to remedy the situation. And briefly, the second thought I have for you, we need to pray and repent. We need to pray and repent. Prayers begin where? At home. Not in the church. At home. As Christian families, we need to gather our children around the Bible, not around the TV sets. We must rebuild the altars and ask God to forgive us our coldness and neglect the most important element in our lives. We have missed so many blessings as a nation and turned our back toward the one who blessed us tremendously. We forbade him to be in our institutions, in our corporations. And you know what's happening to the cor- what happened and what is happening to our corporation. Do you know why? Because the ethics of God are not there anymore. The precepts of God are not in our institutions anymore or corporations. We forgot His grace upon us. And we turned our back and said, we can do it with our intellect, with our technology, with our knowledge. And God is out. He's no more. In our institutions. We have chased him out of our schools. Correct me if I'm wrong. Can we pray in schools now? And those who pray. They are called in by the principal. And told not to be able to pray. Is this freedom? Is this liberty? Is this America? No it's not. That's why. And God has allowed it because we have not lived as a true Christian nation. And let's start here. Let's start with our churches. We need churches to preach the gospel. 
And Jesus Christ as the only Savior in the world. And not all roads lead to Rome. Not all religion lead to, to Jesus Christ. And we should respect interfaith here and interfaith there. I tell you one thing. With all my respect to the world, the only Savior in the world is Jesus Christ only. Period. And the only religion is the religion, the true Christian religion, is to live a life obedient to the precept of the Lord Jesus Christ. We need praying churches in lieu of social gatherings. We need spirit-filled church members who are not intimidated but, but bold like the apostles of old. We forgot that many of our past presidents were praying men of God. And that's why they succeeded to keep this nation on track. We even denied the power of prayer that gave us victories in many wars over our enemies. And brought thousands of our fighting men, servicemen, victorious to their families and their friends. All the victories that we have achieved, America has achieved, all the victories, it was done because of the blessings of God upon this nation. Amen. What a God. Truly, blessed is the nation that the Lord is their God. He was, and I sure do hope that he still is. I have mixed feelings, but I am very positive. You can ask my wife. I'm not pessimistic. I'm optimistic. One day, maybe one day, if the Lord tarries, America will regain its great, great name in the world. Yes, as a nation, we as a nation need to go down on our knees. We should pray and repent to God to forgive us for denying his sovereignty and that brought us to this awful situation that we are in today. Paul, in writing to Timothy, issued a call to prayer. And this is the same again since 2,000 years. And since it stands today, today as good, as new, and as fresh as it was then. First of all, Paul says, first of all, I urge that prayers, petitions, and thanksgiving be made on behalf of all men, for kings, and all who are in authority, in order that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. Some of you might tell me, well, I can't pray that prayer. Well, the Bible says we should pray it. We need to pray it. I cannot see my lips uh, praying for each and every person. Well, train your lips to obey God. And say, I will pray. Yes, Adol, it's not me I'm saying it. It's Jesus Christ who is saying it. Well, at this crossroad in history... When our nation is struggling, 
it behooves us to listen to the voice of God when he spoke to Israel of old through the King Solomon. And now you know it all. Every year I bring it just to your attention. If my people, and this is the call, if my people who are called by my name humble themselves, we need to humble ourselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. In some translation, they have erased wicked, by the way. But we cannot erase anything from the Bible. And I'm not calling you that. Uh, he, is, he is saying that we have gone astray. Then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin, and what? I will heal their land. Do you want healing for our land? Let us live a true Christian life, and let us bow and pray and repent. Two things. I hope we shall not forget them all the year until the next 4th of July, and live and come back as a better people, a better church, a better nation. And let us remember that God had a special purpose in bringing our nation into being. He had a purpose. Like Israel of old, we too have escaped tyranny and crossed stormy seas and trackless wilderness. God truly given us a promised land. Wouldn't you say this is a promised land? A land flowing with milk and honey. We have it. We have the best of everything under the sun. This gives us an awesome stewardship and responsibility. We must not fall into the same trap of rejecting God. We must not fall in the same trap of rejecting God that caused the downfall of ancient Israel. May all Christian citizens... In this great nation, it's still great. We have a great nation. Amen? Amen. Keep in prayer for mercy to direct, to direct the hearts of those who are in authority to see God, to see God in every decision they make. So, we may spend what is left of our journey in peace until He comes. And that should bring us to the point, last point. The only salvation for each one of us is the hope that we have that the Lord is coming. So say with me, Lord, come quickly. Lord, come quickly. We are waiting. This is the hope that we're living for. We might not be able to correct things that are wrong or add to the things that are good. There are so many good things. Or do anything, but let's keep our Christianity open and let the world know that we are true believers in Jesus Christ. And let us repent and be in prayer. And so God can have mercy on us. May the Lord bless his word. May the Lord bless this church. May the Lord bless every family. And may the Lord bless America. Have a happy fourth. This bar heads. We are truly, Lord, blessed. We are a unique nation. We have everything is beyond our expectations. You have blessed us. You are still blessing us. We pray for our country.
we lift up our hearts for those who are living completely in sin, those who have gone astray from the highest place in our nation to the lowest place, they're lost. We pray for them. We ask you to touch their hearts and change them. We ask you to speak to our those who are in authority and to guide them and to give them wisdom and to give them the fear of our Lord Jesus Christ in their hearts. So whatever happens will happen to our own good. And this is good. And this is what your Bible says. Help us to live a life worthy of our calling. A life that honors those who went before us. Those founders, those honorable men and women who died to give us freedom and liberty. Help us to love this country more and more. And to honor you above all things. For in your name we ask and pray. Amen.